Let's go, Four Oaks. Friday morning, first day of December. So glad that you've joined us. Why am I wearing this beanie cap? Other than to look cool and relatable to the younger generation and youths of our church, I'm just very bald and my head is very cold. And this is how I keep the dome warm. Anyway, I digress. Welcome to the end of the week. We are here for our final installment in Matthew chapter 13, the parable of the weeds or the tares or the darnels, all the same root uh, Greek word. So um, this is where we've been camping out this week. Jesus is anxious in this chapter to explain to us in parable form why some are rejecting him and others are receiving him. And it has to do with the condition of the soil of their hearts. Well, now in the second parable, Jesus is wanting to teach us about the reality of the fact that in a world where people are receiving him and rejecting him, there is now this reality that these two people coexist and live alongside one another, uh, the good seed, the bad seed. This happens, of course, in the world, but as we've seen, this is even the case in the church. While we endeavor to have, you know, together as Christians to have membership uh, comprised of professing Christians, we all know that um, in the depths of the human heart, we don't always know what's going on. And so there are going to be some who profess Christ but walk away. Some who say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this or that? And Jesus will say, depart from me, I never knew you, because there was never a relationship based upon faith and personal trust. And so this is what Jesus has been talking about. And all this, of course, it has a sober note to it, right? A sober tone. And in the middle of this discourse on the parable of the tares or the weeds and its explanation, Jesus inserts two little mini parables, if we want to call, call them that, okay? And um, let, let's read this. It falls in the whole section that we've been studying. And then let's talk about why um, he might have, Matthew might have placed these here. Okay. Verse 31 of chapter 13 of Matthew. He, meaning Jesus, put another parable before them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. Um, so... Here we have these two parables, okay? And they are sort of sandwiched in here around this parable of the weeds. And let's first of all look 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 at these and and try to try to understand first of all what they're saying, how they're connected and why they're placed here by by Matthew. So first of all, he says the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, okay? So Jesus notes that this is an incredibly small seed, okay? And Jesus is not trying to make scientific pronouncements here. 
Um, but for the ancient Palestinians, this was the smallest of seeds that they were aware of, okay? And you say you take that small seed, you plant it, and then it grows to become a giant garden plant or a, or a tree so large, Jesus says, these mustard trees, that, that birds can come and hang out in it, okay? So seems pretty self-explanatory. We know that whether it's a, a small oak growing into a small acorn growing into a mighty oak or a, or a small seed blooming into a flower, that the nature of seed or, or, or a human embryo, right, um, growing to life. We know that w whatever the case may be, um, that's the nature of the miracle of growth, right? That something small um, becomes something big, something microscopic to our eyes, small to our eyes, um, will grow of its own accord and expand, okay? So that's the first parable. The second parable, kingdom of heaven is like leaven. So, so this is obviously yeast that they would put in the dough to get the dough to rise, the bread to rise. And so um, if you didn't put yeast in the, in the bread, it wouldn't rise. It would be more dense and thick and those sorts of things. And so what's the point of this parable? Well, the point of this parable, of course, is that a little goes a long way, right? Just like if you want to make a chocolate, a glass of chocolate milk, and you take the the white milk, um, and you take a bottle of Hershey syrup, how much syrup does it take to make a glass of milk, a chocolate milk? Well, you don't have to put the whole bottle, right? A little goes a long way, or a little more goes a really long way. Um, that that small amount of chocolate relative to the milk colors the whole thing. It spreads, it disseminates. And that's what, of course, yeast does in bread. Now, what's the point of these two parables? Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like this. Okay, like what? Well, the kingdom of heaven is like a seed in that while it begins small, there is an inevitability about it that's tended by the right conditions, which here are the gospel, the power of the Holy Spirit, the mission of Jesus, the sovereignty of God. Um, when it's tended by the right things, the kingdom can do nothing but grow. It's an inevitability. And despite the fact that at times the kingdom may seem small, or the rule and reign of Jesus Christ may seem small in a particular time or place or sphere or country, or people group, over time, the, the kingdom has its way. The kingdom grows, okay? And not only does it grow, but it grows from a very small thing. And that, that here you have in the person and work of Christ, one person, through his influence, right, and through his mentorship and discipleship and the death on the cross, this kingdom which begins with a person of one, then explodes, expands um, globally, all right? And when we talk about the kingdom, what, what we mean is the rule of reign in the life and heart of the believer. So as Christ's rule and reign takes dominion in the heart of the believer, and that believer then commits himself to obedience and faithfulness and, um, 
service. And then as that believer attaches himself to other believers who commit themselves to faithfulness, obedience, evangelism, the gospel, that, that together in a conglomerate, what these things end up doing is the kingdom of God ends up expanding. The rule and reign is shifted from individuals to families and from families to neighborhoods and from neighborhoods to churches and churches to cities. You, you see how that, the, the analogy works there. Now, why would Matthew insert this at this point in time? Because once we've understood the Sermon of the Weeds and, and, and its sort of sobriety that it brings to us about the nature of this fallen world, it might be easy to doubt, particularly when we can't see it, that God is not working, that God is not at work, that God's purposes are, are not standing, that, that the, 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 the tares, the, um, the world, the flesh, the devil are, are having their way. It might be easy to see that, for example, in our own country, our own cultural context. But in reality, um, not only is God building his kingdom here, sometimes in hidden and small ways, um, but God's kingdom globally is expanding. And we certainly see that in places like South America, places like Africa, places like Asia. We're not accustomed to it, right? Because we think the gospel grows in Western cultures, okay, um, in Europe, in North America. I mean, this is, this is the history of the last, you know, four or 500 years. And we might say, well, the kingdom of God is shrinking. Well, no, the kingdom of God is shifting. And the kingdom of God, though, is still growing. And there is an inevitability about it, so much so that one day the glory of the Lord, the kingdom of God, will cover the face of the earth just as the waters cover the sea. And because of our knowledge of that, because of our assurance of that, we can continue on in little tiny ways of obedience and faithfulness now, trusting that God will use it to build his kingdom to accomplish his purposes. And that's the story of these parables. All right, look forward to this weekend with you all. We've got the Four Oaks Family Christmas coming up on Sunday night. Um, we'll be back here Monday next week to keep plowing through Matthew's gospel. But till then, let me pray. Lord, give us confidence, give us faith to trust in what we do not see. Lord, we can trust in your word and you have promised us that your kingdom is growing, expanding. It's inevitable. And so as we wait patiently for you to accomplish your purpose, Lord, let us do so in hope and in faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you back here on Monday.